0: Welcome to Greenhouse Grower to Grower, the podcast where we talk to growers from across the greenhouse industry about market trends, innovation, their biggest challenges and opportunities, and more. I'm Brian Sparks, Senior Editor of Greenhouse Grower. Matt Fortmeyer of Fortmeyer & Sons in Ohio and Denise Mullins of Smith Gardens in Washington were two of the 14 members of the inaugural HRI Leadership Academy. The Academy was launched by American Hort and the Horticultural Research Institute in early 2022. It is designed to develop and foster the skills the green industry needs to perform better, grow faster, and prepare for the future. The academy consists of in-person training sessions and virtual online classes and meetings with a strong focus on leadership development. I recently caught up with Matt and Denise to learn more about their experience in the academy, their biggest takeaways, and how it helped them prepare to become future industry leaders. Here's our conversation.
1: Well, I've been, you know, I've been in the horticulture industry now for a little over 20 years. And I think my career kind of started, kicked off at the Dallas Arboretum in Texas. And then I moved up to uh, Washington, started working for Smith Gardens. It's been almost 15 years now. It's a long haul for me. Yeah. Um, I started off there as doing production planning. Given that my background was trials um, and greenhouse management, I, it, of course, just started working on trials almost immediately at Smith and Within a few years, I was able to start a trial program has actually grown pretty well. This is going to be our 10th year. Uh, 24 will be our 10th year for our trial garden events that we started doing. Nice. Um, and now, um, I think in 2018 it was, I moved into a director of product innovation role. So pretty much I oversee trials, R&D. Um, I choose all the genetics with Mark Smith and... Um, Work on product development with our buyers, with our account managers, work with production. I, I joke around a lot with people that I'm like the rainbow bridge between production and sales. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you kind of need that person at every company, I think. You know, there's it's easy to have those those roles and those departments kind of be exclusive to themselves. but So it's nice to have that person who kind of gets the communication lines going between each of those departments. So that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love what I do. Love what I do.
0: Very- awesome. That's good to hear. Uh, Matt, why don't you talk about Fort Meyer & Sons and, you know, your role there? Yeah, definitely. So Fort, you know, Fort Meijer & Sons is a company that my,
2: my, my family actually started. My parents started in 1988. I was five years old at that point in my life. So I pretty much every, every memory I have, there's been a greenhouse in my life. There's always been something in the backyard, something down the road, whatever. I'm a greenhouse kid, I guess. I knew what describe me. And, uh you know I've been in, involved in the company full time since I graduated from the ohio State University in 2007 um my role predominantly when I started with the company was was more of a grower role you know I eventually took on the head grower role here um now my role has changed recently uh you know cuz you know as well as being an owner I also kind of oversee the production and the growing and kind of making sure that both of our facilities we have a facility in central iowa and also a facility in northwest ohio just making sure that those two companies are kind of two operations are working in unison, um, following the same standards, kind of just uh, setting, I guess, setting the goals for, for each of those locations and making sure that we're meeting them. Uh, it, the thing that's kind of unique about Fort Myers, I mean, you know this, Brian, but we're a, we're a fundraising company. So we we sell exclusively to, to schools all throughout the state of Iowa and in the surrounding states as well. And, you know, that wasn't always our primary, I guess, business model, but out of as we've kind of developed that side of our company, it's just really become what we've recognized as, you know, what we're good at and what we really, really thrive with. So we've kind of cut out a lot of the other things that we do and, and now fundraising is is over ninety percent of, of the revenue of mm-hmm. the income that we bring in. And we love okay. it of being able to to provide schools an opportunity to sell something really nice, make money for whatever they need to make money for. And um kind of just adds a little meaning, I think, to to what you're doing every day.
0: Good, good. That's great to hear. So it was only what, about in the past year or two that American Hort, you know, through the Horticulture Research Institute formed the HRI Leadership Academy. So, you know, let's talk about how each of you got involved. You know, what was the, did, did you step up and were you recruited or how did that process work of you becoming part of the initial class of the Leadership Academy?
1: Matt, you go ahead first. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: yeah, you know, it's it's something that I've been really excited about ever since, you know, I heard it announced and I, I'm pretty involved with American Hort. I've been a part of their Greenhouse Community Connector Group for several years now. We, we you know, kind of help that association uh, recommend education and, and things like that for specifically the greenhouse sector here in our industry. But, you know, I kind of knew about the Leadership Academy just from from the time that I volunteered with American Board, probably before it was officially announced and um, you know, several individuals that, that were, you know, key in making that a reality kind of just, they told me, you know, I think this is something that would be valuable to you, Matt, if you, you know, if you're looking to, to kind of take the next step with, with leadership in the industry and with American horror, I think this would be valuable to you. And, you know, I had a ton of questions, uh, making sure that commitment was something I could actually handle, uh, making sure it was something that I'd actually be able to, to, to really focus on. But once I got all those questions answered, I just got really excited about the program and, uh. You know, I wasn't a shoe in or anything like that. I still had to go through the application process, so to to, you know, to write the essays and, and go through the interviews and all of that. But, um, You know, I I almost got to a point where it was like, I don't get into this program, I'm going to be super disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> luckily
0: well, yeah, it didn't happen. Fortunately,
2: yeah, fortunately it didn't happen. Um, luckily, you know, I got in and. um, it's it's just been an incredible experience, and I think we're going to kind of dive into to that a little bit about why it was such an incredible experience for all of us. But um, yeah, that's that's kind of how I learned about it in the process. That it's up to get
0: involved. Okay,
2: Denise, how about you? I'm
1: kind of like Matt. I mean, I'm 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 a little I'm not as involved in American Heart as Matt here is, um, but I am somewhat a little bit involved. And um, when it came out that there was that they were throwing this um, leadership academy together, it was kind of perfect timing for me, just because I think where I'm at currently in my career, I just, it's something I really wanted to focus on. I wanted to take the next steps to focus on that. Um, Just like Matt, I was a little bit concerned about like the workload. Like what am I getting into? Uh, Years ago, I, you know, had a crazy idea that I was going to go back to get my master's and that was a quick die. (laughs) (laughs) There was no way I was going to be able to handle work and grad school at all. So I was a little concerned. However, you know, I went through I just wanted to I just wanted to compete. I just wanted to throw my name in the hat to see. I mean, who knows? I didn't I'm I'm glad I got in and I honestly was was like really surprised when Jen Gray called me. <laughs> but uh yeah, um such a great such a great class of people. I mean it was such a great opportunity on so many levels. Or
2: are you gonna say Matt? Me- yourself too short. Don't sell yourself too short at to these. You're involved in a lot of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, she's, a, she's heavily involved in A and S. She volunteers a lot of her time outside
1: of I do. I, I'm very passionate about horticulture, and I'm very passionate about being involved in this industry on a lot of levels. So I felt like this was serendipitous for me to be involved on in the leadership way.
0: So it's interesting. I think you both mentioned you know the fact that you know finding the right balance between making sure you have the time to do, because, I mean, both of you are obviously very busy at your day-to-day jobs then looking at this and making sure, okay, do I have the time and, and, men- and, I guess, mental capability to be able to work this into what I'm already doing? How did you ultimately decide, okay, this was going to be the right fit for me, you know, and I'm going to make sure that I make time for this in between everything else that I'm already doing?
2: When, when you, know, you kind of looked at the situation, they, they gave you like a rough idea of how many hours they thought it was going to take for you to commit to this. They did I don't know what you think, Denise, but for me it was probably a lot more than advertised.
1: Well, you know, it's Brian. It's one of those things where it had we were the first year, so we and and this was the first year for the group for the HRI group to be teaching as well. So it was kind of an ebb and flow between the the class and the teachers per se. And I think, given you know hindsight twenty twenty, I probably would have managed my time a little different. It's hard for all of us going into springtime and you know, everybody's shipping and growing and production and the, the go, go, go. But I think, you know, we had our push, Matt and I, when we're on the same team and, you know, we had two other teammates and we had our definite push, but, you know, it was well worth it. I I probably would have started sooner on some projects, but, you know, <laughs> I like pressure.
2: <laughs> For me, it was, you yeah, know, it was real similar to that. It was like, you didn't you know. We're very involved in our companies. We've got a lot of responsibilities. It's not like you can just be like, okay, this, you know, I've got 25 hours of homework to do before my next meeting. It's not like you can just cut out 25 hours of work for your day job. You know, you've got to, You got to find some place to, to get that done. So, yeah, you know, you're often staying late. You're working from home. You're, you know, working during your vacation days
1: or whatever it is. To get
2: done, but... Late nights. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, you know, I kind of, I kind of got to a point. where the curriculum was so well, you know, so put together so well and, and, you know, Brevet Group, I think we'll talk about in a little bit, just did a phenomenal job coming up with the curriculum. But I got to a point where I, where I was just thinking, you know, this is a lot of work, like, but I honestly don't think there's like probably something more important than I could be doing with my time right now. Like this is, this is making me invest into my future and, and develop myself as a, as a leader in a way that I just wouldn't be as if, if I was not in a program like this.
1: And, you know, honestly, having people that are in that same boat, everybody in that class was there for that specific reason. And so it wasn't like, you know, you're in a team of people that are all trying to uplift everybody. And so it's not like, you know, Joe over here is not pulling his weight. (laughs) It's we were all we were all in it for the same cause. So it was good camaraderie.
0: So when it came to the curriculum, so like, w- w- what was the day-to-day experience? What are some of the big things that, that you that you either individually or as a team kind of worked on? And what w- what was the ultimate purpose of, of the areas that you were trying to improve in ter- of what you're doing?
1: Go ahead, Matt. You start. <laughs> yeah, good luck. So
2: they they kind of had it organized in the four quadrants of, of uh, focus. The first one, you know, they flew us out to four different locations all throughout the country. The first location was Denver, Colorado and that was kind of focused on on strategy, business strategy, setting a vision, setting um you know, a mission statement for your company, making sure that, that was really just focused on um throughout throughout your your uh your company that you work for. Uh the second one we were in Atlanta, I believe and that was that was more focused on people management, people training, how to how to motivate people correctly. The third we were in Washington D.C. and that was really focused on advocacy and then they also had a, a couple hours of education on.
1: That was a cool class, by the way. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll let you dive into that one, Denise, but um, that, that was valuable. And then the fourth one, we, we actually came back to Columbus, Ohio, and we talked all about like the value chain and kind of identifying um, key okay. points in your company that you know maybe you can make small changes to that would actually really have a, a big influence and a big impact to your company. Um, so those were the four classes, and you had homework before every single one of them. It was usually a book to read, webinars to listen to, articles to read, and you had to come, you know, ready to discuss and really understand what that homework was was really trying to drive into you. Because you had, you know, three two to three days of intensive education every time we flew flew somewhere, where we really stoked into that information. So you know, that's kind of the overview of, of how it worked. Um, and okay. you know, there was there was Zoom meetings in between. And then, you know, on top of that, and maybe I'll let Denise dive into this a little bit more. We had a lead project that we all had to be working on. Mm. And that was really, really influential to me. But Denise, why don't you cover kind of how that way?
1: So, you know, it's real fascinating. So at the very beginning, first day, first day in Denver, we had to do, we had to come prepared with this um, Herman. What was the name of the test? It was a, per, it's like a personality test, but it was. It was a way. it was a how you think test. It was like, are you more analytical? Do you work through problems more emotional? Are you conceptual? That kind of thing. And so they paired us based on our personality test. So most groups were groups of three. Uh, Matt and I were in a group of four. And it was fun because, you know, Matt and our other teammate, Tyler, were the analyticals. And then Jonathan and I were the conceptuals. And we learned really fast. That In that situation, how we kind of communicate, because it was all about communication, and it was all about how certain types of people lead, correct? You know, they communicate through certain things. Um, once we broke out into our groups, we were um, asked to pick our top three categories that we wanted to work on. I think they gave us 10 different categories.
2: Yeah, these were specific issues in the industry that, that
1: we yeah. had. To the group. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and it was, I mean, and they were all very fascinating categories. I mean, e-commerce, sustainability, um, attracting and retaining employees. Um, I'm not going to be able to remember them all to list that. (laughs) However, uh, when we picked everybody, I feel like everybody got their top number one pick. I feel like maybe there was one group who maybe got their number two, but we, our group, got exactly what we wanted, which was the um, attracting and retaining employees. Uh, the whole, all four of us were very passionate about people and people development. So uh, it was, yep, yeah, it was just meant to be from the beginning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to circle back to one of the of the topics that you mentioned, and that's advocacy. And you know, it's, it's it seems to me like that's more of an important thing now than ever. Um, you know, and I've gone to to some of the past events where growers will come into Capitol Hill, and then you know they'll go to their congressional offices. And it seemed to be like for a long time, you were seeing the same people each time, which is great, but you know, and, and, and you go to, to some of the talks that Cultivate, and there's a lot of focus on bringing in, you know, the next generation of people to do this. And a lot of that, and you know, it's, it's not just the willingness to do it. It's having the skills to do so. So can you talk about, you know, how HRI, uh, the academy helped you develop those specific skills to go out and advocate on behalf of your industry?
1: Can I touch on this for a sec, ma'am? I mean, this was the advocacy thing was, uh, you know, there, were, so we learned about negotiation negotiation skills. And I think the most interesting thing about DC was they made it very clear how easy it is to be involved. Um, I know all of us are kind of heavily involved in things and but it was almost like too, it's too easy to get involved. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> it's like where there's a will, there's a way. And, um, they gave us kind of like a very basic roadmap of how to initiate groups within our communities or within our regions, other growers, um, other ag workers, and really advocate for our own regional issues that maybe we're facing with our, you know, um, Senate or Congress. So it was it was very cool, very very cool.
0: Nice.
2: Yeah, we got to we got to interact with you know, some chief staff from, from several, uh, members of the house, rep- house representatives. We had, uh, an individual from the EPA. there speaking to us, a lot of people. And I think I just will echo what Denise said there. It was the takeaway was we are almost just craving feedback from the people that we are representing. So, you know, okay. the door is always open. We, we need to hear what you guys want, want to hear and are trying to accomplish in your industry and that was just kind of a breath of fresh air. It wasn't like we only heard from the right side. It wasn't like, you know, we heard from the left side, we heard from both. And it was really shocking just to see like how honestly on the same page they were with, with getting things accomplished and their Mm. states or in there and their district. And that was, that was really great to hear. It was just, you know, we're not, we're not fighting against each other. We, we represent the same group of people or a really close um, group of people. Yeah. Yeah. We need to know what you guys are struggling with, what issues you're dealing with, because, um, we can't, we can't fix it if, if we don't know. And it was, it was pretty awesome just to to be able to sit down with those people for, for a couple hours and just talk to them and pick their brain and let them know what we were struggling with. You know, I got to, I got to speak to an individual from the EPA just about some like real specific issues that I have had as a grower with, with the way they label, you know, some of the chemistries in the industry. It was like, I would never have an opportunity to talk to somebody about this if I were (laughs) in this leadership academy. And um, I, I think the take home um, from him was really like, here's my email address. Here's my number. Email me anytime. And you don't have to be part of the Leadership Academy to do that. Like, I, I need to know what you guys are dealing with. And Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The whole, you don't have, I mean, I think it was just letting people know that anybody, anybody in horticulture, if they're passionate about something, could easily just start advocating for certain things in their states. And I, you know, yeah. They were like, literally write us a letter, send us an email, we'll answer.
0: <laughs> so in our, our visit, go ahead, madam, sorry. We've already sent an email to the EPA and they've already got back. Really?
1: That's presso
0: Yeah, it's, it doesn't happen very often, I think. So that's great. <laughs> so, I mean, you you both are visiting, you know, those decision makers then to, to kind of flip things. Have you looked at maybe opportunities then to, bring some of your lawmakers or decision makers in EPA for example back to your farms and you know, really show them you know what you know how the whole plant production process works and all of the issues that you're facing right on the farm or at the greenhouse and then what kind of things like how they can help you resolve some of those issues
1: we definitely have people in our company that high, that focus on that um in our in the states that we function in Um, If anything, I had more conversations with the folks at Smith Gardens that, you know, deal in that way and talked about the summit that just happened in D.C. Um, I know there was a large group of uh, Pacific Northwesterners that were there. We didn't, we weren't able, Smith Gardens was not represented there, but we discussed it as a team for sure.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, for me, just what I said, I've already kind of reached out to them and started that communication with, with the EPA on something. Yeah. Uh, I you know, I definitely want to get more involved with the uh, kind of the, the state local state government here in Ohio. And that's, that's really what you be communicating with. But again, their doors are open it's it's really not that difficult to get a okay.
0: You know, I want to go back to the academy then and, and focus on, on some of the takeaways and really kind of a twofold thing here. So your expectations going in versus, you know, when you emerge from the academy, what 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 were some of the takeaways there and then things that you could then, you know, not just for yourself, but then bring back to your, uh, to your companies, share with your team and get your team involved in, in making their processes better at the same time.
2: Yeah, for me, you know, the expectation going to the academy was, you know, something I was excited about, but like, like Denise said, we were, you know, we were kind of getting getting eggs worthy or inaugural class So you didn't really have somebody that you could call and say, what's this like how did, how did This experience Impact you, so it was kind of fuzzy. Um, I, I remember telling my wife, you know, before I got involved, that like I'm going to be in this class with 13 other people. I I, I like vaguely know two of them, uh, not well, and I hope I'm not in a class with a bunch of weirdos. Like that's going to be <laughs> real <long>. awkward. <laughs> uh, that was it. The, the 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 group that we were a part of was incredible, and I'm sure that he's feel that way too. They were they're people that. I'm going to have a friendship with, I think, for my, my entire career, my entire life. Like you just had such an opportunity to bond with these people and develop those relationships. So that was, that was the biggest takeaway for me was just how, how, um, impactful it was to, to interact with people that, that you didn't really know, but just had kind of the same career goals and life goals as you. And, and like Denise said, they, Brevet group really kind of forced you to work, um, in a comfortable way, but, but they put you in a position where you said, you got to interact with these people and you got to do it quickly. Um, because you have these projects that are due, you have these things that you have to get done. You're going to be presenting to the boards that are going to cultivate. Um, so figure it out. It, 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 they didn't hold our hand. And,
1: no, uh, it, sorry, but No. Go so ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, the one thing I think you're leaving out, man, is that when I came when we started this group, is these people were this was not a group of quiet people. I think originally when I came in, I thought like is this going to be a bunch of listeners or, you know, how truly interactive is this going to be? But yeah, this is, this was a very outspoken group. Um, But it was great because there was no issue of, you know, if you, if you didn't know an answer to a problem or you had a question about something, it was very free to say or ask those questions or those concerns or say like, Hey, I don't understand any of this. And um, let's talk about it. And it was very, it was a very open space so i think that's what made it really great on top of the fact that everyone was willing to share and you know it came came about pretty fast that we were all willing to like you know poke at each other and make our jokes and you know the team built pretty quick <laughs>
0: Matt,
2: <It just> is- <laughs> on that hbdi uh, kind of personality um, test that we all took and that was really I think critical and, and and pretty important to happen on day one because it was like it was a visual way just to kind of say like here's 13 people that you don't know but here's how, at least how they think so you can understand like okay well denise is going to approach this issue this way i'm probably going to approach it this way you know Tyler in our group is going to approach it this way and you know if so i'm looking at denise and i'm thinking why the heck are you looking at it that way and i could go like hbdi and be like okay this is why she's looking
1: at it that way. <laughs> I'm not crazy, Matt. I swear.
2: (laughs) Sounds she's actually there's some good stuff going on up there. No, it was incredible. It was incredible working with the group that we did, and the the thing about it is is when I take that back to our own company, I never really thought thought about about it in that terms of like, okay, this this is is somebody somebody that that I interact with every day, somebody that I do business with, and they're approaching this issue differently than me and, and our own company. And you know, I bet it's because they are you know right quadrant you know, right upper quadrant, uh, HPDI, that's part of the brain that they use. That's why they're looking at this differently. And instead of me just looking at them and getting frustrated and being like, you're missing the point, it's me saying, okay, you got a different perspective than me because it's the way your brain is built. And I got a different perspective than you because it's the way my brain works. Um, that's really helped me, I think, in, in my day-to-day job to, to understand people better. And it, it was all was- like, it was almost like this This whole lead project was like forcing us to to understand that, but like not everybody's going to see it. And you have to understand that if you're a leader, you have to to, to approach your employees and your coworkers differently if if you really want to successfully build a strong team.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think our biggest joke with Jonathan and I being different than Matt and Tyler was, you know, they they were always like, whoa, 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 you guys are moving. Like we just like blah, 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 blah. We move really <laughs> Talk fast. We think faster. But, you know, Matt, Matt, and Tyler do the, the details. They analyze. They want to. They want to slow it down and think about the details, which is great because you need that. You need that as a team. And uh, it was definitely very fascinating. But yeah, I agree with Matt. It it teaches you really quick to you have to communicate with people the way that they need to be communicated with, or at least have an understanding of it, for sure. Yeah.
2: But if we didn't have Denise and Jonathan on our team, Tyler and I probably still be
0: analyzing things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and i know both of you mentioned that camaraderie and just you know as an outside observer i was in the room at the at the hri reception to cultivate this year and when every team member you know was recognized you could just you you got that sense of this is a very tight-knit group you're all cheering each other on and it was really nice to see um i know denise you mentioned the 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 communication so when you came out of the academy do you have did you set up uh, a system where You guys would all be in communication with each other moving forward then and stay in touch and continue to learn from each other
1: actually one of one of our other teammates did that um yeah we're we have like a a a chat group if you will amongst all 14 of us and you know it can sometimes be questions about certain things it can sometimes just be poking the bear a little bit it's fun fun little chat group um but yeah we (laughs) keep in touch and send pictures and i know as the next gen the next class comes about we will be somewhat participatory in some of those events, I think.
2: Yeah, we're all. Some of us are going out to Dallas in about a month to interact with the new class, which will be cool. And uh, we've already got some one-year reunion plans in the works. Nice. So we definitely want to want to stay connected for for a very long time here.
0: So, what advice do you have for this next class, and what's the what's the most important thing that they need to know going into this? these
1: Oh. <laughs> I mean, the most of them. I mean, I think it's just, you know, enjoy it, have fun with it. I mean, absorb as much information as you can. Ask the questions and don't be scared to ask the questions and don't be scared to say you don't know the answer. And um, because there's so much good information from the people that are there that you just got to absorb, 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 absorb. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think the biggest probably the biggest challenge for me during this past year in the academy was was the lead project that was something that was very
1: demanding i uh, um, i mean for sure
2: <laughs> yeah. I, a lot of my advice would probably be focused around that really how to tackle that properly like denisa earlier you know we didn't really know what we were doing we were we were you know thinking,
1: waited too late to get yeah. started on things
2: we can wait six months until we start working on this and uh it's the best decision but uh, I, you know, I would tell them, you know, just figure out what your strategy is going to be for that lead project as quickly as you can and start working on it now. I mean, they've already had the, the the second class has already had their first get together. Um, so they're already, they're already, they should be working on their lead projects as we speak. And uh, yeah. you got, you got to figure out, you know, like Denise and I's lead project, we, we decided to to do a lot of interest industry surveys. We did some university surveys. We We collected data from a lot of different people in the industry. And that was a lot of work. Like, that was a ton of work. And it was fun. It was fascinating. But it was a lot of work. And you need to start on that right now. You you need to really just get going on it. Because you're going to have so much data thrown at you. Trying to decipher it all, it's going to take a long time. And trying to kind of sift through what's important and what's not important with the data you collect. takes a lot of work and a lot of understanding of what you're
1: trying to accomplish. It's nice to squeeze it. Try to squeeze it all into like a forty-minute conversation is even tougher, you know.
2: Yeah, we had we had an hour to present, and you're like, "I've been doing this for a year. You, th- you really think I can talk about this in sixty minutes?" So you can... <laughs> yeah. I can certainly understand that. No, definitely. Know what, what did you said to like embrace that? You're you're going to get it, to interact with some really incredible people. You're going to get flown all over the country. You're going to have opportunities to, to develop some really strong relationships. Nice. Just take advantage of that. That's. That's an, that's an incredible thing. All of our lives are so busy. We always got so much going on in our careers, but just to, 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 go out to a city that you're not from for three days and just be able to get to know people. That's really cool. And it's, it's almost hard to describe how important that is, but it's really cool.
0: Okay. So you know, the, the ultimate goal out of this academy is obviously leadership then. So can you just talk about overall, just the importance and the value of being a strong leader, both within your companies, and then in the industry as a whole, and and why that's so important.
1: I think uh, being a strong leader within your company um, really ultimately just helps everybody in the organization. And if the people, you know, the people are the organization, that's what the driver is. And so if you have a good, you got a good team, then you can make a lot of things happen. And when the cogs work well together, then the the wheel can spin faster. And so I think as a good leader, being able to have the conversations with the right groups of people and then help facilitate different conversations and organize processes to, you know, have things work better, more efficient is just a benefit. And that speaks also for the industry as well, because you're advocating you know, we're all advocating for agriculture, and we're all farmers at heart, so.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I like that Denise kind of boiled it down to the people, because that's where it always starts with me. I think, you know, if you're somebody who wants to lead and has that desire to lead, really, if you want to be an effective leader, it has to come down to the motivation of, I just want to see the people that, that I work with, that I'm around, that report to me, whatever it is, succeed. Like, that's just got I, to be your baseline, doing this better. Yeah, I'm doing this to see them succeed. And if you can be that kind of selfless leader where you're not really focused on yourself, you're just focused on building those around you, that's going to make your company better. Obviously, if you have good people, your company's going to be good. Uh, It's going to make the industry better because we have a collection of companies in our industry that are are strong, build on that foundation, strong individuals. Um, The company's going to be better. So it's really all, to me, just comes down to I want to see people succeed. I want to see our industry succeed. I want to see our company succeed. And that's why I think it's important. Uh, that you know, I think at some point, those of us who were involved in the academy had to make a decision in our careers of like, I'm not gonna just like sit on the sideline and kind of watch this industry happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get yeah. involved in it. I'm gonna try to shape it. I'm gonna try to, to take it to a better place. And if you have that desire, like this academy is perfect for you. It's, it's yeah. going to be the perfect opportunity for you to develop and and, and meet those goals. I I think. I think you would
1: probably agree with that. Oh yeah, 100%. Matt,
0: that mindset certainly makes sense too. You always hear that you you can't complain about the results of a process if you're not involved in the process in the first place. So you know that mindset exactly. that makes a lot of sense. You know, I like to close these conversations, regardless of of the topic, kind of going back into the greenhouse and, and to the plants in particular. So you know, as as this year you know run, winds down from a from a production standpoint. What's the, the the plant that you grew as a company this year that you're most excited about personally? That you've seen in the greenhouse and you're saying to yourself, "Okay, I gotta have that plant back at our home." Is, is there a plant that jumps out of you from this past like year the that you're excited? Question
1: and answer ever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: especially with Denise, that's like
2: Denise's job description is to just discover.
1: Yeah. so many plants. <laughs> you know what's weird, say. Well, I, I guess it's not weird. Um, it's weird to me as a plant person and it's probably weird to other plant people. If I say this, they're going to be like, all right, Denise, whatever. But honestly, uh, the, there's a coleus that came out this year it's called uh, from Pan Am Seed called Premium Sun Coral Candy. And I tell you what, it is the most beautiful. It's sitting on my patio right now. And oddly enough, I've seen it all over the country all summer. And it's a beautiful plant. But honestly, in our cooler climate. It is like the colors in it it's just i love this plant i love this plant i look at it every day so that'll <laughs> be one plant that i'm super focused on into next year it will be in a lot of the combinations that I put together
2: nice Coral nice. you can be in my on my back deck as well right
1: now
2: yeah. probably looks nice. better considering you're in a better climate just hang on nice uh, for me you know it's actually kind of funny because in the leadership academy we would we would kind of joke. You got people who are plant nerds in the industry, and then you got people who, you know, kind of just in it because they really enjoy the process of running a company and, and maybe the technical side of, of growing. That, that was kind of like a pretty clear line for us. Denise is definitely plant person; she's a certified plant nerd. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say I am, but I I really enjoy the the technical side of growing. But if I was to pick, I think one plant that that really blew my mind this year, it would probably be. Well, I've got, I've got a lot of lemon from Doom and a lot of county like, know, lemonberry begonias. And they look great. That's lovely. a good plant. It's a good plant. I love that one. Um, it's kind of like you don't have to have a green sun to, to succeed with it. it just, it's just really tough and really durable. So it's nice, especially when you're working, you know, 12-hour days in the spring and you can't get home and tend to your garden to just see that thing continue. to thrive, uh, every day.
1: Oh, yeah. There's too many great plants. on. There's too many great plants. It's really hard to narrow it down to one um, I'll be curious to see how it's always fun to watch how the market trends every year versus like what sends what people tend to buy. But you know, it's one of those questions where it's like, uh, do, do we as growers make those decisions for the consumers or do the consumers really drive it? Obviously, we follow those trends and the consumers are driving it, but anyway,
2: sure, you sure nudge them in a direction
1: sometimes, yes.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, you have those plants that the consumer loves and that the girl loves as well, and they don't always mirror each other. I mean, sometimes you have a plant that it's like, it's, you know, it's very hard to grow, but if you can grow it the right way, the consumer is going to love it. So, but, you know, whatever approach you take is, is great. Well, I think we're all looking forward to what the next phase of the HR Leadership Academy is like. Um, so I definitely want to thank both of you uh, for sharing your thoughts on on your experience with it and, um, you know, how it's going to benefit you it's how it's going to benefit your companies and the industry as a whole so a lot of great insights here
1: thanks brian thanks for having me having us
0: absolutely absolutely It, it was
2: a pretty awesome opportunity to promote it and you know i would just say anybody that's out there that's thinking about getting involved in future classes it's it's worth the effort it's it's going to be a lot of effort but it's worth the effort
1: i agree and for those who apply that maybe didn't get in say this year or even last year just keep applying it's a a lot of people to go through. So I mean, meaning like, it's a lot of there's so many great people to choose from. I know they're having issues with gosh, you know, we're coming down to this or this. It's hard to choose. So keep applying.
0: Thanks for joining us. You can learn more at greenhousegrower.com. Please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen.